HBs. You're listening to Ask a Badass HB, the episode of Heaving Bosoms where we interview your compatriots about all of their badassery and love of romance. Next week, we're taking another little jaunt off of our assigned reading list to get Aaron and Cole's episode on the Disney movie musical that has been decades in the making. That's right. On Monday, March 9th, Cole is back on the pod to either discuss or reenact Newsies in all its glory. I honestly don't know which one. Get stoked! Oh, and if you, like me, and everyone else have been obsessed with the Netflix show Love is Blind, you can get recaps of each of the episodes in a new podcast called Blind Eye Do's. Check them out! And now, we've got the infamous Megan L. She's a super talented seamstress, a business owner, reader of so many books, and the perfect galantine. Here we go. It is registering sounds. Hooray! Woohoo! We did it. Uh, we did it. Hello, Megan. Hi, Natalie. <laughs> uh, HBs, if you're listening out there, this one might get awkward. I don't know. Who knows? My friend Megan and I are sitting <laughs> 24 inches apart. Yeah, just about. Megan knows that kind of measurements because she can measure things. But I, um, <laughs> we're in person. Yeah. We're recording an in-person interview right now. I know. I took a chance, and here we are. <laughs> Megan reached out to me and was like, I'm going to be in your general 100-mile vicinity. <laughs> yep, that's about it. <laughs> I was hoping it was closer to 50. Uh, I live by nobody. Um, <laughs> Megan reached out to me uh, and was like, hey, I'm going to be here at this time, and would you want to just meet up? And I was like, yeah, I don't have to work the next day. Yeah. So I drove my microphone to this location that we're at, this one location. This, that's being, I guess, concealed for your privacy, even though you don't live here. I don't live here, but I can tell you that it's room 233, <laughs> not 223 like now. Uh, I uh, aggressively knocked on room 223 <laughs> earlier when I arrived and then remembered that that was not the room number and immediately walked away quickly and nobody came to the door. I mean, at least if they did, they saw me like Bolting. walking away and they were like oh that's probably the person who knocked and she's crazy um anyway i found megan's room eventually and here we are so happy galentine's day happy galentine's day we are drinking wine uh-huh um which could go well for us so far it has not voted well for me <laughs> well it's because i was close it er- to you it erased all of the audio files i was working on earlier we hadn't recorded anything no. i'm talking to the computer megan can probably vouch like i'm like there's a person there no that's okay <laughs> You have to double check the audio to make sure it's still registering. <laughs> Constantly monitoring it. It might get scared off at any minute. Megan treated me to Totina's pizza. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, sausage and kale soup. Yeah, that was that very was good. It. it was yeah. like a fake uh, Olive Garden situation. And a dense breadstick. And a dense breadstick and an iced coffee bar. <laughs> Which was not supposed to be iced. <laughs> but I mean, mm. it's all about marketing. <laughs> Megan and I are here making uh, lots of direct eye contact and we're going to talk about romance. Yeah, let's do it. Um, how long have you been reading romance? So I probably found in the teens section mm-hmm. of my public library, they had those paperback wheelie things. Yeah. You know, this tall standing yeah. ones. The turning guys. Yeah, the turning guys. That's it. <laughs> 
That's so, the official name. <laughs> so hiding in between a few of like the Sweet Valley High and mm-hmm. whatnot, um, I found Tamora Pierce, which okay. I think was my first. You yeah. Know, I've heard Bray. a lot of great things about Tamora Pierce. It's very good. Yeah, and then and there, she doesn't write anything but YA. She doesn't right? write anything but YA, and there's a little bit of romance sprinkled in yeah. there that my 11-year-old brain could handle. Yes. But it also really early on talked about um, female sexuality, mm-hmm. consent, which yeah. was the first time I ever saw anything like that, mm-hmm. and the right to choose someone that you choose and not just the people that you are expected to choose. Right. Which was huge. Yeah. And then sitting in there were like the Princess Diaries and everything, mm-hmm. and Meg Cabot a while ago had books where the covers looked like PG romance novels. Oh. And I looked at it and I said, what's that? Uh-huh. Did you, you get- wait? I, the book that I almost brought you was a Meg Cabot. Really? That I al- <laughs> almost brought you. I didn't you actually bring her to her, guys. I forgot. Along with the printed out copies of uh, Megan's uh, survey responses. But it's okay. It's Here fine. we are. We figured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. What was it called? Zero idea. Oh, okay. And I tried to look for it, but covers change yeah. after yes. two decades. Yes. Couldn't find it. Yes. No idea. Um, great. Well, I'll mail this one to you. Cool. And you it's can fine. just see if it's that one. I mean, those were, you know, they were YA, so it's like it had the romance novel cover, and then mm-hmm. it was like, and then he pecked her on the forehead, and they lived happily ever after, so. Yeah. yeah. I'm giving a slow link to that, kind of. I <laughs> I think I've made my stance clear. <laughs> I do not want to fade to black. Uh-huh. I do not want a fond handhold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you may or may not hate that book that I gave you when you walked in and said, this cover is cute. <laughs> no. It I is PG. Yeah. Well, there's Which a time and place. I will tell you, I was very disappointed. I got about three quarters of the way through the book. I was like, there will be <laughs> no sex. No sex. And no sex in this book that I bought at the airport. <laughs> what? How dare you, airport. That's, unfortunately, Rude. we talked about, uh, Megan and I talked about uh, earlier um, when we were having dinner um, <laughs> in person. Uh, we talked about how my Target, because I live in a very rural area, does not have any real romance. And if it is, it's like a Fern Michaels mm-hmm. or a Amish or uh, something. I, I'm really glad that I didn't get you one of the books that I almost got you when I was getting your little Valentine's mm-hmm. Day thing together because it was like a Colorado cowboy for like, for love or something ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. It's a Colorado book. I'll bring so, it to her. And then at the top in arcing letters, it said an inspirational romance. Oh, and I thought, absolutely not. Nobody wants that. I in my fireplace. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. So when I first started reading romance again, I got a lot of the free romance novels uh-huh. from Amazon sure. because I was like, I can't buy them. <laughs> I'm still kind of that way. I'm super cheap. I am I'm, the cheapest. Uh, you're talking I'm, to the book yes. queen. <laughs> yes. And so, um, which is weird because I don't, well, my library system is really shitty. But anyway, moving on. And there was this romance that was like in a logging town. I need oh, no. to find it. It was like a logging town. And this woman, I think, she didn't have a child, but she like took the cook position mm-hmm. in this logging camp. And of course, the guy who was the foreman was just gruff and mean and blah, blah, blah. And then. Only nice to her, lumbersexual. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it was also like 
And then they rode off into the sunset no. with no sex. No. And, um, but I really liked it. Yeah. And then I was, then I found books that actually had sex that I also really liked. So. Well, I will say as a teenager, um, as a preteen, honestly, I had to get really stealthy about how I found internet porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was a, a totally horny kid. Yeah. S- sorry, mom and dad. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry but, to your mom and dad, but not really because, no. you know. But the thing I found gave me, um, that I found more stimulating and that gave my computer less viruses. So my dad was like, <laughs> what are you doing on this computer? Was Literotica. Yeah. Okay. And so that was kind of the first, like, like I saw was those that like a romance website? books. Oh yeah. It's still up. What? Literotica.com. If I had, I'm going to pretend to take notes. Okay. If okay. you had notes, it's still there. It's really amateur. You know, it's yeah. a free website. People just post what it's makes them happy. Of, it's like fanfic.com. But it, right? but it breaks it down into different categories. So if you are into BDSM, if you huh. are into like, you know, just romantic love, Whoa. like it breaks it down into categories. So if you were into like Amish I think Romance. they have like an inspirational, but I think if you're into that, you're, you're not, not going, going to, to Literatica. Oh, okay. Am I doing it wrong? I guess. <laughs> Your town has suppressed you for far too long. I don't think that's the case. Um, <laughs> my poor town. It gets shit on so much on this podcast. Oh, well. And people are probably like, yeah, Natalie, your town is public on Facebook, so everyone knows. You know that. what? We since I don't live here, I don't mind saying it, and I actually don't mind saying where I live at all. But I do have to say that right now we're literally sitting in Naperville, home of the French doors and yes. the boastful floors. Yes. And the book that I gave you, I'm literally putting in the 2020 reading embrace <laughs> yes. as French doors and boastful floors <laughs> because I read it in Naperville. <laughs> That's doing it right. So I grew up about 15 minutes from here. Okay. So I grew up. So Aaron knows. (laughs) Uh, So Aaron grew up down by where I live now, Mm. just south of where I live now. Okay. So when she was talking about Naperville, I'm losing my shit. (laughs) Because for someone that is not from the suburbs, Naperville is the epitome of the suburbs. And even if you're from the suburbs, Naperville is the epitome of the suburbs. Oh, very much. It is super white. It is everyone. If they, even if they're not upper middle class they're acting like they're upper middle class keith from the try guys just shit on Mm -hmm. naperville in a video the other day and i laughed out loud yeah it's so naperville is just really funny and we grew up 15 minutes away from naperville we would drive to naperville all the time because it was there the best coffee shops were and they had like you would just go down downtown naperville and you would park there and prowl around and sit in the bookstore and be loud on the street yeah like teenagers. <laughs> and that was what we did on a good Friday night, you know. Hooray. Just, yeah. Hooray. You found YA, and then how did you transition into being a romance reader? Literatica. Sure, that helped. But then I was on the shame train. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Like a lot of us. A like lot me. of us. And my my roommate and good friend when I was an intern, she was like, just read Fifty Shades of Grey. It was the summer that it was huge. She was yeah. like, here, just borrow my copy. Yeah. You should just read it. And I was like, fine. After putting up with it for two months, I was like, fine. If I'm going to, yeah. If I'm going to poop on something, then I should at least know what it's saying. Know what I'm talking about. Um, I had my house mother take me to Costco two days later to buy the next two books. (laughs) You read 50 shades and you went Uh out and bought both the books right away. Cause they like, I mean, they're catchy. They're so catchy. You Mm want to know what happens next. Mm -hmm. You can't wait to find out. Mm -hmm. She was good at a cliffhanger. It worked. (laughs) 
It worked. The other one that I think it worked for some people and it did not work for me was um, Outlander. They mm. The first one I read and I was like, there's more that's going to happen to these people? When do they <laughs> just the get to have sex and be done? Because good God, there's so much trauma happening and there's I just can't have French trauma happen now. So I started reading those the same year mm-hmm. of the... Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. I think I should just refer to it as The Awakening the, from now on. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, I stitched for a living for so mm-hmm. long. So I was in front of a sewing machine for eight hours a day. Yeah. And in my life before that, I worked in a warehouse at like 5 a.m. unloading boxes off of trucks. So it's like all I did was sit there with my headphones yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I got through those Outlander books in like two and a half and weeks. And I bet those are really good listens, too. They were too. really great Really listens. pretty and... I love a library. Mm-hmm. I just love a library. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me happy. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. I think Outlander came at a really good time for a lot of people. Yeah. It was like this. That's part of, I think, the romance awakening. Like, I feel oh, like romance sure. had this renaissance, like, right around that time where it was like, okay, Outlander yeah. and, like, maybe Fifty Shades and made well, it, like, publicly okay to read romance. I think and... Outlander was written in 99. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's been around for a while. Diana Gabaldon actually has Guys, a just really... just don't ever act like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe it was when the show came out. Probably. When and the... then that's people what I thought you were re- referring to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's just pretend like that's what I was referring to. For the for any writers that are listening, Diana Gabaldon has a... I don't even think I could call it a short story. It's almost like a dissertation on how she writes love scenes. Oh. And like how she visualizes things and starts with things that she can see in the room wow. and how it helps her write love scenes. So Diana Gabaldon is a queen. I am not a writer. Neither am I. I cannot even <laughs> think about how it works. Mm-mm. And most of the time, like I wrote a, like a short scene for a friend. They had like this writing project that we were all kind of trying to do. And I wrote the scene and I'm like, Natalie, that's just your voice. That's just your voice putting words on this paper. So when you're writing, reading yep. it, you're just, that's just Natalie. That's just Natalie. The, so it would be reading about me having sex. <laughs> Which we would all love. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I dipped my toe into fan fiction when I was about 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And I had someone spam my fan fiction saying like, Mary Jane, Mary Jane alert. And she had her own blog and dragged me. <gasps> As like a 13 year old, there was this person, I don't know how old they were, but I have barely written anything since. Yuck. It left a bad taste in my mouth and I was like, well, Megan's a Mary Jane. (laughs) She's not going to do anything. Whatever that means. It's like a, I can't remember what the, whatever. It was 2003. Meanings change. Yes. Like a, like a. Like a Mary Sue. Molly Sue. Sue? Maybe. Mary Sue. Yeah. I I don't still don't don't really know. Anyway, we don't need to give that person any more brain time. Mm-mm. They don't need any more things. Let's not even talk about them out loud. And now you're fully immersed. Do you read things besides romance? Um, Rarely. Yeah. So I, like many others, started to read Burnout, got seven pages in, and then had to return it to the library because I couldn't finish it in time because I was too busy. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, I then bought Burnout and have not gotten any further mm-hmm. in it. Um. I have had a lot. So I tend to be one of those people that's like, Natalie, you're doing too many. Other people tell me this all the time. Yeah. You're doing too many things. You will burn out. And I yeah. have burned out. And yeah. I, you know what I mean? But like, so people recommend that book to me. That's the number one book that I get wrecked all the time. 
the podcast is um, easier to get through, yeah. obviously, because it's in yeah. like 40 minute intervals. Yeah. yeah. That's maybe that's what I need to do on lunch. Yeah, sure. What's lunch? I'll I, do that. Yeah. I eat at my desk. That gets wrecked to me all the time. And I think I'm one of those people. I'm like, I don't I don't need to have a spotlight pointed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am also one of those people when they on the podcast, at least we're talking about the sleep cycle mm-hmm. and how it's some people are night people. Some people are morning people and some people are intermittent sleepers. Yeah. I was like. This is too much. Yeah. I was like, the answer, the correct answer was, Megan, you need to go to bed earlier and you need to get a restful night of sleep. When they're like, it's totally normal that you wake up at 3.30 a.m. and your brain is awake for two and a half hours and then you fall asleep two hours before your alarm goes off. Like, yeah. That's an intermittent that's sleeper. Much, yeah. And that's normal. And I was like, that's not the right answer. <laughs> I don't want that to be the yeah. right answer. <laughs> How dare you tell me that's okay. I am not a good sleeper yeah. either. And a lot of it, I think, is probably caffeine-related, but I well, also... you did try to drink a coffee. Yes. At 6.30 at night. That is correct. But I also have to drive home. And then you found Heaving Bosoms just because you were looking for podcasts, or... So I had discovered Smart Bitches Trashy Podcast like four to six months beforehand, mm-hmm. and they had the ad on okay, the yeah, podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what? Yeah. And then immediately I uh, went on a binge. So I started with the Kiss Quotient because I had just gotten it from Book of the Month Club. And then I found that they did Akashmer. Yeah. And the same uh, roommate who got me on Fifty Shades was like, you have got to read these books. You are going to love these books. So this is, if this doesn't (laughs) tell you enough about me, I went to Target to uh, buy books those books that she had recommended. Yeah. Well, I just said it, Akashmer. I went to Target. They had all three of them. And I was going to Target specifically because I needed cash back because I was going to the library book sale. <laughs> so I went to Target to buy books yes. so I could get cash back so I could or go more get books. more books. <laughs> and, and, why were th- and you needed to buy these books at Target because there was no guarantee they would have them oh, no, they at the library book sale. They wouldn't have. Yes. Because it was still too new. This was yeah, probably, I know it's over a year ago. It's probably yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah. The third book had just come mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So I got through those books. And granted, at the time I was in between contracts. So I was unemployed. Yeah. I read all three of those books in five days. Yeah. I would not move from the couch. <laughs> I cried multiple times. Yeah. The only time I would get up was to refill my drink and take my dog for a walk. Yes. Well, that was nice that you took your dog for a walk. Well, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got there for the kids quotient and I stayed for Akashmer. Yeah. And I was like, I'm done. These yes. guys are great. <laughs> Forget about it. I totally understand. It's a way of life now. I know. Mm-hmm. And you're fully immersed. Like you're in oh. the crafty crew. You yep. are. Well, your crafty crew, like in real life, IRL crafty crew. And I am. Then IRL. Internet craft. <laughs> we can talk about your job. You want to talk about your job or no? We can talk about my no job. Here? Yeah. I own a small business. Um, I took. tough. Tough. Yeah. I took a leap of faith about seven months ago. Um, mm-hmm. It had been in the works for about four months. Mm-hmm. And three years before I had upped our family from Colorado to move out to D.C. <laughs> And then three years later, I said, hey, we're moving back to Colorado. <laughs> Remember that place? Remember, no, that? Just Remember that place we moved away from uh-huh. so that we could have a little bit of independence? Well. <laughs> 
So I hauled our, our tiny family back to Colorado and we now live like basically smack dab in, in between my parents and his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm a small business owner. It's Studio Bernina. You guys can look it up. It's in Lafayette, Colorado. Mm-hmm. If you want to check us out, we we love our Instagram. I am gonna follow. Uh, and then, like, what do you else are you like passionate about? Romance is obviously a big passion. You have six books in this room right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, romance is a big passion. I can't go to the airport um, in Denver without going to the tattered cover. So that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. every single time. I is fly. it in the airport? There is one in the airport. There was one in Denver that used to be three stories tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's they a had to. Mm-mm. Oh, it's tattered new, cover. I think made new me think. and used. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've had to downsize. You know, I oh. think with the industry, it's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a long time, but now it's just the one story. Bitches like me are just only buying ebooks. Out there. <laughs> well, and then I also. Uh, so last week was my birthday, and mm-hmm. I went out with my parents and my husband in Boulder. And there's this great place called the Boulder Bookstore that I've gone to. Every year for Christmas since mm-hmm. who knows when. And this was the first year that we didn't go as oh, a family okay. after mm-hmm. Christmas. And I was mad about it. <laughs> I was angry about it. And so I said, it is my birthday. We are going here for dinner. And then we are going to the bookstore. So I walked out with six books that night too. So February's book month. Yes. Do you read more than one book at a time? Absolutely. I cannot oh. handle only Whoa. having one. Okay. I have at least two books in print that I'm always reading because if I get sick of one, I'll pick up the other one. Whoa! I've got, I've always got an audiobook and I've always got a Kindle book. I, um, I like to think that I'm good at multitasking, but what I have found out <laughs> is that you're not. I said I'm really not. The thing is, is that I have to do different tropes or like genres. Yeah. So like one will be a historical, one will be a contemporary. Yeah. You know. And that's what I, because I, I have talked to quite a few multi-book readers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I could not, I absolutely could not. I would, I can only read one book at a time. And if I'm tired of it, I'm DNFing it. I have just Or or like I'm putting it to the side, like, and I might come back to it, but. I've just found the courage to start DNFing Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. I used to be a, you started this, you finish it person. Mm -hmm. But then I realized my time is valuable. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And, and it's not, I would say that some books that I DNF are good books. They're probably really good books, but, but they're they something just not for me. You. Yeah, they yeah. don't work. And a lot of times it has to do with too much angst mm-hmm. or the heroine is doesn't recycle enough or something like that. <laughs> it's dumb stuff, okay? Like, I get it. It's very niche. Niche. <laughs> This is a, I'm a niche market, okay? And it's stuff like that, that I can't, like, I, I, but it doesn't take much. And I'm like, all right, get the fuck out. This is <laughs> only the third time we've talked about recycling so far tonight. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> yep. That's about right. My children who are four and six. Good. Can publicly shame, can have publicly shamed people. <laughs> for not recycling things, which is either good or bad. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. The area that I live in, Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of private school moms that would be so excited to hear that. I'm not encouraging them to publicly (laughs) shame people. They would still want people to know. I'm not training my children as like a recycling army. (laughs) It just happens. The other day, Ruby yelled, not yelled, but shamed her dad because he was running the sink water too long uh, in the bathroom. Uh-huh. 
Dad, turn the water off. You're wasting it. I could hear it from the bathroom, <laughs> from like outside the bathroom. And you're and like, I've oh, never been prouder. No. <laughs> That's so bad. You shouldn't do that. Don't disrespect your parents. What what are some of your lady loves right now? I think my biggest one is probably good pajamas. Mm-hmm. When I get home, I I'm very them. much, I know you felt them. I'm very much a take off my belt, take off my bra, mm-hmm. get in my comfies, mm-hmm. and put on my slippers. And I really love Soma's pajamas because they're soft and cuddly. Are they an online company? I think that you can buy them online. I'm sure you can. I bought them in the mall. Oh, okay. Like just like it. <laughs> Yeah, at a storefront, just a brick and mortar. Oh, okay. Like a Soma storefront. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure they have it online. I mean, they're a a national company. Um, But my mother-in-law kind of got me on this train. Mm -hmm. And they last for a decent amount of time. You know, they're kind of expensive. Yeah. But what's better than getting into a nicely made bed with a soft pair of PJs? Yeah. I I mean, I, Megan and I were talking about it because, like, I'm more of a cheap person like sure. I am like oh well I just have these sweatpants that I've had for 17 years the elastic and... is poking out but it's fine <laughs> the stretch has completely fallen yeah. out it they're not when even soft on. on the inside anymore but I have been gifted pajamas the last two years it is a big deal mm-hmm. it's very it's and it, and it makes you feel nice when you have something nice to put on that's not ratty and old it makes it it's nice it's like a nice little treat for you nice little treat yeah. How do you feel about a lightning round? Let's do it. All right. Do you have any questions you were hoping for? You're planning for? Dreaming for? N- no, I don't think so. <laughs> I have a couple new questions. Ooh, lay them on me. Uh, there'll be surprises. Okay, um, good. Okay. If, are you an Aaron or a Melody? To the uh, outside consumer, I am very much an Aaron. Oh, okay. Um, if you get close to me. I was going to guess Melody. If you get close to me, I see, but I feel like I know you already because we're internet friends. Yes. Okay. So this is easy for me. But if someone that I don't know walks up to me and starts a conversation with me, it's going to be business. Yes. Closed doors. Yes. Very Slytherin. Yes. Okay. That's me. Yes. I've identified as a Slytherin since I was like 12. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But I am also octopus tentacles. Yeah. You show the slightest interest in me. Oh, did you want to be my friend? (laughs) Did you? <laughs> Too you, late. <laughs> you do not have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I have wormed my way in. Yes. <laughs> so I understand. At first, when I met HB Vicky, who uh, was my work wife, basically, um, I didn't think she and I were going to get along. Like, we didn't know each other that mm-hmm. well. And she had a person that she had worked with lots of times before at the same Is costume shop. Is this in DC? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, Vicky. She, Hi, Vicky. She actually just went to a DCHB meetup, and I was like, how dare you? That would be so fun. (laughs) Um, But at first, I was like, I don't know. And I was really standoffish with her. And then the next season, she came back, and she worked again. And I got to know her, and I was like, oh, this is my person. Yes. (laughs) This is is my person. She's right here. And uh, when I told her that I was moving back to Colorado, she looked at me, and she threw her hands down, and she went, but we just became best friends. (laughs) How dare you? I definitely understand that feeling. I uh, I know that feeling a lot. You had me fooled. Oh, good. We have been uh, an open <laughs> floor plan of topics. I'm. I mean, from the beginning. But if you had just like, if I yeah. was room two twenty three and you had knocked <laughs> on my door and I had opened time for our interview, I would have been like, please leave. 
Why there's, are you there's here? There's nothing that I need to talk to you about. <laughs> what if, if I knocked on the door of room 223 at this weird stay extended stay hotel that you're in <laughs> and they're like i'm just here for a work trip for two weeks though like yeah. who the fuck um i understand i understand i'm glad that this has devolved in, from a lightning round <laughs> into a it's Megan never a lightning Moreland. round it's has it ever been have I you listened fair. to any episodes <laughs> yes, all of them um <laughs> every every single one <laughs> many more than once yes Continue. good i'm so glad <laughs> nothing makes me happier than hearing that people like to listen to them so that's great what's your favorite carb potatoes you, specifically oh. mashed potatoes okay do you like mix-ins i want cheese and butter like parmesan cheese no. i've got a lot of follow-up uh, questions cheddar what kind of cheese okay cheddar i like a shark cheddar okay i like butter um, I used to, for my husband's fraternity in college for tailgates, I made twice baked potatoes for mm-hmm. every tailgate. That Yum. was a big hit with drunk college boys. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not a stranger to chives or mm-hmm. bacon bits. I love all of those which things. Which are surprisingly vegan. Bacon bits? Bacon bits are what vegan. What are they made of? Soy. Okay, they're just like pink soy that I guess. Salt, and salt. That came out weird. I was like, soy. So- <laughs> I'm in Illinois, like the weight of soybeans just like <laughs> dropped on I me. know. It is so much soybeans out here. Um, only, I think it's an equal amount of corn and soybeans. Mm-hmm. Um, My mom grew up in a family that was raised mm-hmm. in the soybean country. So soybeans are a big, big deal. Big deal. Yes. Everywhere. Sure. Um, ethanol. Great. Is that, what it, <laughs> is that what it's making these days? I think corn is ethanol. Is it? I don't know. I what make, is science? I, I don't know. I make clothes. <laughs> I pump gas out of I a machine. I went to agriculture school <laughs> in <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> I literally had to take farming classes. <laughs> I don't know, guys. There, what is soy making? It's not everything. Most of the soy that's by us is not food grade soy, so it's making uh, something that's yeah. not. I don't know. Whatever. In somebody who knows. Send me an email at askamattaspot at gmail.com. Anyway, um, if you were going to bing, bong bong something, what would it be? I've thought about this before, and I think it's a tie. It's either bing, bong bong, clothes don't act like that. Okay. Or bing, bong bong, just talk to each other. Okay, yeah. Because the high angst of the, like, when you can literally send someone an email that's mm-hmm. two paragraphs long... <laughs> that explains your side of the story and the story can end now. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Oh, I wonder what they're thinking. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, when you say clothes don't act like that, uh-huh. what exactly do you mean? A lot of the times in historicals when they're talking about like the clothes and then all of a sudden his hand was there and it slipped down through things. And I'm like, well, they didn't actually have underwear. There's a slit in their bloomers. His hand could just be there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his hand could just be That seems there. like shouldn't we all be in that situation? I think a lot of the times when things get unlaced on corsets, it's like somebody pulled a jack sparrow and it acts as though you just knifed your way through the corset ties and it's like it fell off. I'm like that thing got stuck at her hips. Nothing's fallen off. There is a bustle. There are hip pads. There might even be a penier depending on what it is. That dress did not just fall off. Um, you heard me laugh as if I knew what a lot of those words meant. That's okay. Was it convincing? Yes. Okay, good. Congratulations. Thanks. 
Um, I appreciated the enthusiasm uh-huh. and the actual words. Uh-huh. Thank Great. you. Guys, we're in person. This I know. This is amazing. <laughs> I think we have any, some more questions coming. I had one that was, what is your favorite uh, Heaving Bosoms catchphrase? Like, is it herbs, herbs, herbs? Is it bing bong, bing bong, bong bird chirp? Or um, is it the one that I heard, I was listening to the Firelight episode on the way up here, mm-hmm. which M- Melody has said this often, but it's who dangy. <laughs> <laughs> Who dangy? Who is a great one. I think I I most frequently use herbs, herbs, uh-huh. herbs, um, uh-huh. and just if people don't understand me, I move on. Yes, um, it's just become a part of my vernacular. Yeah, um, I think we've talked about the oath a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I've done, I've done that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it's probably herbs, herbs, herbs. Um, yes, I, I just use it as a verb now. I'm like herbs it. Uh, yes. If you aren't wanting to read all of that, just, just herbs, herbs it. it. I could see you teaching a class. Herbs it. <laughs> Do you not want to read through the click-through of this software demonstration? You can just herbs it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of 50-year-old women going like, uh, is this a weird Bernina word that Excuse I don't me? know? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you have a favorite smell? I like lavender a lot. Uh-huh. Chlorine is a little nostalgic because I spent a lot of time with my grandmother mm-hmm. over the summers in Texas. Yeah. And then my best friend was a swimmer. Uh-huh. So there's just a lot of funny yeah. memories with chlorine. Yes. Um, chlorine is one of them. They, I don't know. You don't know until it like hits you it a lot hits, of the time. Yes. Yeah. But lavender is like your favorite on purpose smell. On purpose smell. Mm-hmm. I have talking about recycling. I have those reusable reusable wool dryer yes. balls, and yeah. I put lavender essential oil on them before yes. I do my laundry. Yep. Amazing. I had two more questions that were very specific. Do you have a problematic fave? I love an alpha male. Yeah. I like do. An alpha hole. Like a, oh, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I. When I got Kindle Unlimited, I just dove directly into Suzanne Wright's uh, pack series. Uh huh. She has the Mercury pack and the Phoenix pack, and most of those guys are just like, "I'm yeah, a guy. I'm, I'm an in alpha. charge. I only like this one person. She's my fated mate." <laughs> uh-huh. And so uh, I just like a tall. For those of you who don't know, I'm five foot ten. So mm-hmm. in my real life. Men taller than me do not happen. Yeah. So it's very much the projected fantasy of like six foot six dude, big muscles could save me from things because yeah. in my real life, I'm saving my ass right. constantly. Yes. Yes. I'd like to take a break and let a yes. guy do that on yes. the page. So yeah, alpha holes are kind of my thing. I definitely understand that. And I definitely, I would agree with that for myself too. Like there's... I think part of it is like, I have to make a lot of decisions. So many decisions, more decisions in one day than most people make in a week. Yes. And I would rather take a break from those. And not that I want, like, I don't like most of the time, like in romance books, they're not making every decision for the girl ever. But sometimes when they're like, yeah, we're not doing that. And he like lifts her over his shoulder (laughs) and he like stops off. I'm like, Sure, I'll do that. I'll that go would, for that in this situation. That would be nice if someone just <laughs> threw me over their shoulder and took me to the bedroom. That sounds like a great time. Yes. Ah, uh, well. Anyway. Some other time. If you were going to dispense a condiment mm-hmm. from your belly button, mm-hmm. what would it be? Olive oil. Who said Olive. that one? Allie? Allie did. She said it was the most useful. That's correct. <laughs> And when I, because I had listened to the podcast and I'm just like, 
ketchup is bad. It's too salty. It doesn't <laughs> go with many things. And then she said olive oil, and I was like, et voila. I see you. I see you. Maybe maybe like a Mediterranean herb olive oil. Okay. But even then. I don't know. I mean, just plain olive oil. Eat olive oil. Good quality olive oil on its own. Yeah. You could just do anything with that. Flavor, uh, you know, put it in some boiling water so your pasta doesn't stick together. Dip some bread in it. Dip some bread in it, yes. Right in your belly button. Uh, put it on some potatoes and bake them. <laughs> yes. You're set. All the carbs. So I, I'm now seeing that olive oil is directly related to <laughs> carbohydrates. <laughs> All three examples that I have used have been in carbs. It's okay. It's that's what we had for dinner. It is so what we had for dinner. I get it. It's it was like in our brains by this point. It's absorbed into our bloodstreams. (laughs) Just floating around in there. Be obsessed with me. (laughs) Megan, thank you so much for doing this with me. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for driving all the way here. (laughs) It was great. Good. I mean, I was spoiled. Megan had a Galentine's Day present waiting for me, you guys. I felt like the worst kind of Galentine because I showed up just like, here's this person that is me. Let's see what you get. Happy Galentine's. Hi, can I put this in? Is it okay if I hug you? Okay. (laughs) Yep. That was me. Here's me in person. That's all I got for you this week. That's all I can handle. It's it's all I need. Um... (laughs) At HB's, if you want to meet up with me in person, just, all you got to do is ask. I might drive to you. It just depends. Who all, knows? All you got to do is be in the land of French doors and boastful <laughs> yes, floors. Yes, that's it. You just got, you got to come to Naperville. Here's the thing. Here's what step presents. You got to come to Naperville. You got to let me know you're coming to Naperville. And you must provide me at least three books and two kinds of candy and endless wine. And then I will come to you. Just kidding. But that's how much Megan gave to me. Anyway, uh, keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love heaving bosoms. Hooray! Yay! Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas. Okay, back to the show.